All right. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Didn't not gonna ask how you are. Not gonna ask how you are. It'll be a stupid question. It'll be a stupid question, you know. Um, but I hope I don't even hope you're well. I'm not gonna fucking do atten. I am doing nothing to affect your mood. I am not coming here to say that there's one mood that's better than the other. Do you know what I mean? Because all I tell you what, my bloody mood is, man. Oh my god, is me hall. I think about me. I'm been thinking. I'm just picturing me Hallmark. I just sometimes just think of me Hallmark's face, and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake! I just think of his. I think of his fucking condescending, Roose Bolton flayed man face, and I just think you fucking unelected wanker. You have stolen my dreams, you wanker! My future! You know? So, that's how I'm doing. Perpetually thinking I'm bloody... And this is not a political podcast. If you if you were to ask me a follow-up to that, why? I'd be like, just a fucking head on him. He's not doing that and quick enough. No one voted for him. Can you elaborate more? No! <laughs> no, I can't. So I'm not asking about anyone's mood, right? I'm not asking about anyone's mood. Come here. Come here today. Um, but what I am doing is recording a podcast in my car. I wanted to podcast. I could not at home. I became an outcast. Went out in my car, but couldn't get too far. I'm recording in my car again. Uh, you know. Top tip, if you can't sing very well, um, do, a, do a little cum at the end of your... <laughs> uh, you, know. <laughs> um, you know, like, for me it's waking up beside you. <laughs> you know, flying without wings. Um, Am I supposed to leave you now when you're looking like that? <laughs> you know, just cum at the end of every song. You know, and you sound with elevate. Wow, this guy's fucking. There's this le- this is normal level, and then you can't see what I'm doing with my hand, but I'm holding it above my head to, to kind of illustrate a higher level. Um, silent night, holy night. <laughs> you know, that one was a reach. That was a reach. That was a reach. Um. Anyway, I'm recording in my car again. And um, don't have a nice view of the park like I had last time, where I came to the conclusion, the the uh, I, I I you know uh, discovered that is a is a car park just a park for cars? You know, <laughs> are they having the same kind of fun that we'd be having in Phoenix Park in between those little white lines? Are they? Ah, uh? you answer me, please. Just talk back to me, please. I feel like fucking Will Smith in uh, I Am Legend. Please say hello to me. Please talk back to me. <laughs> you know, when he's going around. What a shame that film. What a shame that film was. I am legend. The whole idea. And the state of them vampires. They look fucking shit. And 30 Days a Night came out around the same time. And those vampires looked awesome. They weren't even vampires. They were like shuffling little weird clones. And it was shit. Um... But that's what was great about I Am Legend. The whole thing was that he is the legend. He is the monster is the obvious thing. But then at the end, it's like, 
rather than have it be revealed that, oh no, he's just been going on this massive... Uh, have you seen I Am Legend? I Am Legend, where it's Will Smith's like the last mortal man alive, and ev- the rest of the world's been taken over by like vampires. Well, they're not vampires in the film. They're these shitty-looking demons. They don't look very good. Um, and then the, the whole revelation's meant to be that he... Like, he's the monster. He is legend. He's the thing that kind of came into their world. They're the majority. That's who they are now. They they they're, they're, they stay in at night. They come out during the day. You know? And he's, he's you know, he's the monster. He's the one with all the technology and the abilities and everything. To You know, even though I think in the original book they were kind of eloquent and could talk and they had this society and stuff. And then the movie just, the monsters. You know? Welcome to Earth. Similar enough um, revelation in, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but the game Braid. I don't know if you've played Braid. It's a 2D platformer game. And skip ahead one minute if, you don't want, if, you, if you're worried about spoilers for Braid. Right? But Braid is a, is a genius 2D platformer that only came out in the last, well, last 15 years, I'd say. Um, and it's like, so uh, 2D platformers like Mario. You know, you see Mario? Remember the original Mario? It's all flat. You're running from one side to the other. You're jumping over stuff. Braid's like that, except you can control time. And what goes along with that is like the ability to slow down time, stop time completely, reverse time. And that makes these levels a lot more interesting because it's, they kind of unlock various things and there's various traps and stuff that can only be kind of uh, evaded by, by messing with time. Kind of like Thanos' time stone. Um, but the whole thing is you're kind of trying to you're trying to find your girlfriend. Your girlfriend has been taken by a monster, right? Um, and you've been basically, you know, you see her kind of like moving away and you're just like chasing after. Like, where is she gone? You know, I'm trying to get her. Get her away from this monster. And then it's revealed again. Skip ahead one minute if you don't want braid spoilers. That in the last level, it's revealed when everything is played in reverse that you have been the monster. And she has been trying to get away. And she has been laying traps that you've that you've beaten and you just are not taking no for an answer here and you're not moving on. And it's actually this knight who has helped her escape. You know? It's, um... Sorry, there's two people just sat down beside me. There's a bench right beside me. It's totally my fault. And I look like a creep. I look like a creep. They do not know, though, that I am doing a bit of uh, gorilla podcasting. G-U-E or... or Why is it? A, why is that? Why is the, the word gorilla? Because everyone has the same revelation, don't they? Like, it's like a gorilla. Oh, we, oh, we're doing a guerrilla marketing campaign. You're what? How are we going to get... Oh, oh, I've never heard that word before. I thought you were talking about monkeys, you know? Oh, Che Guevara, he launched a guerrilla campaign in the woods. I'm like, what? He recruited a bunch of... Oh, I see, I've never heard the other guerrilla... You know what I mean? Every every single person has had that. The only reason you you hear guerrilla, you know? That's how guerrilla radio! It's like awesome, yeah. It's like badass fucking guerrillas, you know? Guerrilla Radio, turn that shit on, you know, Rage Against the Machine. And you're like, oh, it's like it's spelled different. Oh, it means a different thing. It means kind of like, you know, strike out of nowhere and disappear into the woods. I don't fucking know what it means. What's gorilla mean? What does gorilla mean? And the fact that it's in the woods usually as well, do you know what I mean? Gorillas in the mist. Uh, gorilla. Gorilla warfare. Gorilla, a member of a small independent group taking part in irregular fighting, typically against larger forces referring to actions or activities performed in an impromptu way often without authorization so that'd be a gorilla well yeah i'm thinking of monkeys so (laughs) 
some more so fool 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 me you know but um is that a thing or am i just incredibly dumb people are like oh did everyone every when every when you heard the word gorilla did you not think it was gorilla first and someone had to tell you can we not just do away with that and change it for a different word like you know um like you know lightning attacks or something lightning warfare or you know or sporadic not it's not sexy um look i'm not going to lie these two these two i was going to call them wagons right these two ladies beside me are putting me off i found out i googled the what where wagon comes from i was talking about it on the patreon podcast apparently it's inter- terribly derogatory i don't know where it comes from but apparently it's akin to like saying twat or the bloody seaward and i'm not talking about heading out on a bloody stenoline ship seaward i'm talking about the bloody word cunt apparently wagons as bad as that now i don't know if it is i mean i have had i've I told you about this i had someone who worked with me in sales and she told me where i come from mate if you call someone a mug it's worse than calling them a cunt i'm like jesus calling someone like a mug <laughs> like a mug of soup you you fucking cunt of soup do i want a what you want a mug of, do you want to send you want a mug of, do you want, what you fucking say do you call me cunt mate <laughs> Do you want do you want some uh, milk in your mug? Do I fucking want? <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that she replaced the word mug with, but you know, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but these ladies, I tell you, because I'm 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 with a freak, right? They're out there having a coffee. They don't like literally from where the, my key asshole is, my key asshole, my car. There on the right hand side, there's a bench, and it's kind of facing. It's it's facing the opposite way, so literally they're like a foot away. And if they turn around, what will be revealed is not there was a a, a car park. You know when you stare in a car to look at your reflection and kind of like fix your hair or something like that, and then you realize then someone's staring right back at you, and you're like ah, I'm just like they did something wrong. You're like you weirdo, weirdo. Even though you were just like peering in someone's car, that's the vibe here. Except I have a microphone, so that elevates being like, what is he documenting? What is he? Re- how is he relieving himself in there? Why is he doing this? You know. That's how I look to them. Um, these women. Oh no, they're heading off now. They they literally moved. I hope I didn't give them a fright. Right. I'm, I've 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 a reputation of being somewhat of a walking Alton Towers. Uh, in that I scare I scare people quite a lot. Not in like a like I'm a handsome guy, but just in like I'm I'm somewhat of a sidler. You know, some people don't hear that I'm there, and then they turn around. Ah, you know, fucking Jesus, Alton Towers is walking near. God, spooking me life. You know. Salton Terror is still spooky. Was it? Is it spooky at all? Like you, when you go there, is it spooky? I've never been, but all the campaign, you know, I think they got rid of it. It's gone. Anyway, um, I um, yeah, I'm somewhat of a walking Alton Towers. I am a sidler, you know. Um, I have a bad reputation of being someone who, you know, you just don't hear approaching, and then you turn around, and I, and I try, and honestly, like I try and do things about it. I'd be walking around, kind of like shuffling my clothes. You know, some people hear me. Um, you know, if, you, if I'm in a canteen, say I'm in the office early and someone else is in the office and they're in the canteen just getting a coffee or whatever and I'm kind of popping in. Like, I have to kind of, like, be louder so they hear. So they don't get a fright, you know. And sometimes it doesn't still work. I'll be there shuffling my clothes, like, like <coughs> grabbing stuff, you know, grunting and shuffling my clothes, you know, to, as to not scare them. <coughs> so to not scare them. You know, because I don't want to be like, hey, are you getting on? You know, it's the morning time. I don't wake up till about half ten anyway. I don't talk. Don't fucking talk to me before half ten, before I have me coffee. Um, 
so you know um but still no matter what like i could literally be i could be going in there with a fucking bell you know like you get a cat and like ding 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 and they still and then they just turn around da fuck and i'm like ah oh, now we're weird now we're weird together now it's weird between us you have been scared by me i've seen fear in your eyes you're going to tell everyone she fucking alton towers walked in the fucking canteen this morning and gave a spook of a lifetime so at least a spook of the week i tell you what's especially scary some of the prices for accessible whiskey on the DLD.com. I'm talking about the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Let me tell you guys. The Dubliner Irish Whiskey are a fine bunch of people. I tell you, what was the definition of gorilla again? Uh, was it uh, referring to actions or activities performed in an impromptu way without authorization, man? Fucking, that's fucking Dubliner Whiskey to a T. Throwing, throwing the monopoly of whiskey on its head. Blowing the minds of uh, the, 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 the Goliaths, the big actual gorillas, the Kongs of the whiskey game. They're coming in here like, they're coming in here like Peter Jackson's raw Kong against this new, bigger Kong uh, who we don't know anything about who doesn't have much personality. You know, the other personality, you know, we know, we know the, the, the Peter Jackson Kong because it kind of has heart, you know, it just wants to protect Naomi Watts. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um... <laughs> I'm not editing this. I'm telling you, this is fucking raw. I'm recording from a car, but let me get, frame it back to the Dublin Irish whiskey, right? The DLD.com is where you can find their phenomenal range of Irish whiskeys. Of course, you've got the classic Dubliner. This is the one that they have finished in these bourbon barrels. Gives that little bourbon sweetness. You can use it in old-fashioned. You can use it in whatever, you know, uh, Irish whiskey cocktail you want. But they've also got some limited edition beer cask. Uh, whiskies, right? Think these are the same kind of vibe where it's the classic Dubliner taste finished in other beer casks. They have uh, one with uh, O'Hara Stout. And this is the thing, O'Hara whiskey and stout, that kind of rich, kind of caramelly kind of taste on a whiskey, I was not anticipating enjoying, and I do. It's really good. They've also got, as I said previously, um, the one with uh, Rascal's Coffee Stout. Again, this it's it's got this kind of like, you know, uh, almost a candy blackberry kind of jam kind of taste but you know it's kind of kind of but also kind of it tastes like an irish coffee it's phenomenal um and as well which is i mean this in the best possible way lethal uh, and i'm not saying because it's high alcohol content i'm just saying that it's just so tasty they have this um uh this honeycomb liqueur now it's sweet right if you like sweet you'll like this if you like the idea of a melted down crunchy bar that's boozy now you need to give this this one a shot um, that one's not limited edition, but the, the beer cask ones are. There's only 600 of each. So when they're gone, they're gone, um, which is very exciting. It's just, you know, just pop up. All right, we're going to try a new flavor now. And you got these old haggity-ass guys up in the moors of Scotland. They were like, oh, we've had the same recipe for 300 years. Oh, it tastes like shit. Uh, you know, why is everyone now drinking the Dublin or not ours? You know, you just go like, look. Because you're not changing with the times, and the Dubliner are a cool, dynamic, disruptive, and I mean that in a very positive way, whiskey uh, distillery based out of the heart of the liberties. And if you want to try some of their selection, go on the DLD.com and type in the code SECRET EATER, of which I'm not anymore. I've since my Lenten vows, but um, I'll give you an update on that later on. Um, SECRET EATER is the code. You get 10% off the DLD.com, and they have, some, they have some very exciting things coming up in the month of March that I'm going to talk about next week. Um, but look, get on it. And listen, do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? You are here listening to Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. And I know what I know, and I know what I know.
<laughs> Lovely stuff. Oh, I tell you, everyone's everyone's left the car park, just me out here. Fucking <laughs> gorilla podcast now here. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, a lot of people when they do an impression of a gorilla or a chimp, they go, <laughs> you know. What you need to do is show the teeth. <laughs> show the teeth. Yeah. That's how you elevate. <laughs> you know, that's how you elevate the impression. That was more of a bear. Um, but um, what are what are gorillas? What are famous gorillas? <laughs> do you know one of the, um, a gorilla you don't see much much these days? Bonzi, right? I don't know if you know about Bonzi. Bonzi was a purple gorilla. Um, Bonzi, I think was a mal was malware. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Basically, there was this thing. Then we, we, me and my, my brother um, and my cousins downloaded, right? Um, Bonzi. We had it on our PCs. And Bonzi was kind of like this pop-up assistant that you'd have on, like, Microsoft Word back in the day. Microsoft Word, you know, the little paperclip would pop up, you know? And the annoying paperclip would just pop up and start chatting shit. Microsoft fucking Word. Like, what is it about the formatting of Microsoft Word where just me, I'm doing my geography project, and I just drag over a picture of an oxbow lake, and the words are just like, ah, ah, and they run off the page. They're all over the place. Like fucking, like King Kong or Godzilla. They're literally just like, ah, and they're running, run, sprinting away. Just a fucks the formatting. And you're like, oh, no, come back. It's fine. It's just a picture of a fucking oxbow lake. You're trying to get all the words back. You're deleting paragraphs. Like, how is it? Like, I spent 10 years, 10 years cleaning up. It was like fucking after Avengers, where the Chitori destroy Manhattan. That was his ten years of using Microsoft Word, being like, "No, just <laughs> just one picture." How, how? Why does it not know this is a picture? Move around the picture. But um, <laughs> but Bonzi Bonzi was kind of like that, and what we used to use Bonzi for Bonzi would have a couple of tr- tricks. He was kind of like kind of early AI, but shit. And we realized that he was malware. Like he wasn't supposed to be there. You know, like you have. You know, you might see a pop up on your thing, like a fake, like a fake browser or something like that that might pop up. Or I bet you, I bet you, right? Thirty percent of you, every time you type into your URL, it uses Bing or an alternate search engine, and you're like, why doesn't it just use Google like I want? I never, I never chose for Bing to, you know, it just seeps into your browser, and you don't know what you clicked, but all of a sudden now Bing. Or um, Alta Vista is your number one search engine. You just you had no idea how it happened, right? So he was kind of like this, but he presented himself as this adorable purple gorilla, and he used his beak like this, Bonzi, hey, <laughs> and you you get him to sing. You're like Bonzi, <laughs> you're like Bonzi, sing us a song, and he would go, Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, true, I'm. Half crazy, all for the love of you. He's a beautiful singing voice, and you could get him to do kind of like we we used him just for because this is the thing. Back then in the di- back then you could only use the internet like half an hour a day, and it would cost you forty quid, right? And your mom would be like, "Don't be, I could be getting calls. Don't be going online. You'd go online after hours, you know, um, you know, because." Back when people spoke on the phone, you know, your mom might be expecting a phone call, and then she picks up the phone, and it's like, you know? 
What is what is that song? Hey, um, bam, bam, do we? Hey, um, bam, 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 you know the internet song. So you had to. Um, so you'd only use. So you basically have this this PC that did. Here's a chicken to tell you what a PC could do without the internet back in the nineties. Fuck all. Fuck all. Right. So it would do nothing. Um, so we, anything you could kind of download that you could play with offline, you would. And Bonzi was one of the things. And what we used to use Bonzi for was a little like text to speech. You could get him to say anything. So you'd be like, Andy, Andy is a big bollocks. Andy has got bollocks on his head. Um, you know, you'd write, you know, Andy bought a, but Andy's ass is so big that you need a truck to bring it around, you know. <laughs> um, or he'd be like, you've got bollocks on your uh, your eyes. You're a bollocks anglo. Do they wobble to and fro? You know, top tier kind of stuff. But you could also get it to, you know, you got a wank, wank, or wank, 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 wank. Fuck, 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 You know, <laughs> you could just type in a load of vowels. And he'd be like, oi, 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 And we would just be sitting there. I tell you, just, there's no, uh, like, there just is no, there's no, I, I haven't felt absolute joy from complete boredom of going onto a text to speech thing and just typing O O U O U O U O U I E I E O U O U O U O U E you know does this make <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense I don't know if this makes any sense but I'm this is the only thing I'm talking about this whole podcast is Bonzi the purple um, gorilla um, I'll post about it on my Instagram stories because he's a very recognizable face um, but just the joy it was the same kind of joy and actually um um fix this it was actually my friend when i talked about the irish owl that we used to scratch the cds of listen to and we'd be howl and laugh and listen to this scratch disc of an irish owl and it was actually my friend paddy lennon i remember it incorrectly me paddy and Carlo would listen to this and be laughing our fucking asses off and not and not a hint of gange on us. Just the joys of life of being a bored 16-year-old. Build your bollocks, build your bollocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bonzi. Bonzi was great. Um, what, are there, what are there gorillas that are? Well, obviously Kong. Look, are you excited about Godzilla versus Kong, right? I, I have no idea why these two are, are fighting. And I'll tell you, it's very dumb that you would expect these two to fight because one is a hundred and fucking sixty feet tall, and the other is technically twenty-five feet tall, and then they've made him bigger so that he can fight. But like, still, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's just bigger than us, and we're like, two things are bigger than us, guy, and fight each other. You know, I wonder who would win, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex versus an elephant. You know, just. I'm th- it's two big things bigger than my, me man I want to see a fight you know it's just so they would have no reason to fight one is on Skull Island the other one fights more or less out of water and also it's not an even an even fight one of them has a, can fire a nuclear fucking blast out of its mouth and the other one's just a, it's just five times bigger than a regular gorilla you know it's just so, it's a sort of dumb it's the same kind of shit when you have like when people are trying to like set up two gay people who have completely opposite personalities and you're like, but you're gay, but they're gay. You know, they should, they should kiss because <laughs> they're gay. It's like trying to set up like Ian McKellen and Louis Spence, you know, being like, well, how does that not make sense? 
for me, a straight man. They're both gay. <laughs> they, should be, they should kiss each other. They should just go wild. You know, they should just go at it in Manhattan and just fucking wreck the place. You know? Um, <laughs> that's what I, that, that, that doesn't make sense to me. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why Kong has any issue with Godzilla. And I tell you, I mean, it's fucking obvious Godzilla's going to win. If they don't do that, do you know what I mean? doesn't make sense. And we're meant to like Godzilla. This is the thing that Godzilla movies don't get. Everyone likes Godzilla. So the idea that you're meant to beat Godzilla or another monster is meant to come along and beat Godzilla, like, everyone's a loser. Like, fucking Millie Bobby Brown's a loser. Matthew Broderick's a loser. You know what I mean? Everyone, um, you know, uh, fucking Brian Cranston's a loser. Do you know what I mean? They're all losers. Humans are losers. Let Godzilla have it. I would love to watch just Godzilla meticulously destroy everything for like 12 hours live stream. You know, I don't want to see any of this kind of drama of like, oh, you know, how are we going to find each other? The, the monster's there. Let him fuck it up. He's got one purpose in life. You're stopping him from letting him fuck it up. You know what we want. Don't be acting, come and getting in the way. That's why these movies don't work. Um, I'll watch it all the same. Looking forward to it, actually. <laughs> but I'm going to miss out on that cinema scope, man. When Kong punched Godzilla, the place fucking cre- it was like a fucking Avonmore, man. The place fucking corrupted in cream um, when it happened in the cinema. You're not going to hear stories like that. Um, John, I'm looking forward to it. And this is just, I don't even know. My wife gives out to me sometimes because I think she thinks, and she's quite right in doing so. I like watching trendy stuff. I like watching stuff. You know, I, think, I think at the moment the only media I'm enjoying is things that I can actually talk to other people about. Things I can actually engage with other people about. She might see something that's on Netflix that is like, oh, this is 100% your thing. This is all the actors that you want. And I'm like, I didn't hear, you know, that there was a movie with Nick Offerman and Maya Rudolph and Paul Rudd where they're, you know, rival paleontologists, right? And I pulled it out of my hoop, right? But I didn't hear that that film was out. So what? So if no one's talking, you know what I mean? Like, and I could see literally. There's there are things that are just perfect. There was some cool like Tom. Like I I've seen. I watched Tom. If Tom Hanks in a film, I watched Tom Hanks film. And there's like two Tom Hanks Netflix films, and I'm like, I have no. Why didn't anyone tell me about it? The fact no one told me about it, I don't want to watch it. It's tainted. You know. I'm just too. I'm too. I'm too trendy for my own good. Um. So, <laughs> so in the, so in the same vein, so of what I'm excited about, rather than actually watching something. You know, and I don't, and this is the thing, I, I don't even know where I stand on like movie critics. I think sometimes a lot of the movies I absolutely adore and adored growing up got terrible reviews. Ghostbusters 2 is critically shit on. Now, I do get that it's not as good as Ghostbusters 1, but I love it and I'll watch it comfortably. And there, I'm missing out on all these opportunities because I'm so keen just to be able to talk about it with someone else. Having said that, I'm probably most excited about watching the four hour re edit of the Justice League. By Zack Snyder, the Snyder Cut. Uh, <laughs> hashtag free the Snyder Cut. Don't know if you're aware of this, but Zack Snyder was Zack Snyder was kind of DC, right? There's DC and there's Marvel. How <laughs> far you see me taking each step back, each for, each further. You got DC and you got Marvel. Obviously, you got the Marvel MCU. A triumph with only one hiccup: the Hulk wasn't very good. Iron Man Two is not great either, but they're fine. They're the Hulk just isn't a good film. The rest are passable. You could still watch. I would skip the Hulk completely um, if you're watching the MCU. Um, and I love the MCU, and I really enjoyed it. We just, me and Terry watched the Avengers last night, and it's just great. And it doesn't, like, I mean, it's 10 years old, and the CG looks great. The Hulk looks great. You know, 
It's interesting. It's a bit macho. It's a bit. It's cheesier, and doesn't have the depth of the films later. You know, Thor. They're all caricatures of themselves. They haven't interacted yet. It's actually interesting to go back and watch again after watching like Endgame, and you're like, these are fully realized. Like I know these people. I'm seeing them in so many different situations. So, you have the MCU, and then it was going to be the the DC universe, the Dublin City University, right? And the DCU was basically all given to Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, you might remember, did 300. He does, everything looks like a fucking, you know what I'm talking about, like Michael Bay kind of music video kind of style. Everything's this kind of slow motion action and that kind of stuff. It's people falling in slow motion, being shot and stabbed in slow motion. And, and look, that was great in Dawn of the Dead. And it was, I look, I enjoyed 300. It is, it is racist. It is homophobic now. But also, you know, the same vein, you know, they're obviously not Persians. He's not saying those are actually Persians because Jared Butler is not a fucking Greek. You know what I mean? He's hardly this fucking burly Scottish man. He's not a Greek person from ancient times. But having said that, they're a lot more positive to the Greeks than they are the Persians. So, you know, it, it still, it doesn't hold up. Um, but I got part of the internet hype. This is Sparta and all that stuff. Um, and I enjoyed Watchmen because it is a beat for beat, panel for panel, you know, adaptation of the greatest comic of all time. Watchmen by Alan Moore and uh, Dave Gibbons. So, um, so he was basically tasked with doing these DC movies, right? And the first one he did was, um, the first one he did was Superman, right? Was it Dawn of Justice? Did he call that Dawn of Justice, Superman? No, it's Super- Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but the first Superman film, as you, I don't know if you noticed, but probably my favorite comic book film of all time is Richard Donner's Superman, the original Superman. I like how light it is. I like how funny it is. I like how wacky it is. I also think Christopher Reeves' um, Christopher Reeves' interpretation of that character is probably the greatest Superman ever. It's probably one of the greatest. You know, people always used to say, "How how do people not know that Superman when he takes his glasses off or he puts his glasses on?" And it's just this bumbling Clark Kent, incredible. Like no one's ever done a Clark Kent like it. No one's ever done that kind of dual life like that. Um, like, I can't even think, like, Michael Keaton doesn't do that with Batman. None of them do it with Batman, you know? Like, they're all they're all too cool, you know? You know, they try and do it with, with Christian Bale, where he's kind of like this kind of, like, playboy, but he's still cool, you know? But, like, Clark Kent is just, like, literally, uh, well, 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 Lois, and, like, pushing his glasses up and knocking over paper and stuff like that. And, and then he's just so suave and cool and heroic, and he just looks awesome as Superman. Um, so that's probably... so. Then when, and, and of course, I think Henry Cavill's fucking beef. Beef on wheels, of course. Meals and fucking wheels. First helping of beef. Second course, beef. Right? Dessert is beef as well. <laughs> right? I think Henry Cavill is a buff thing. And I fancy him. And I like him. And when he comes out with a water in that Superman film, and he has his shirt off, and he's getting clothes off off the washing line, I mean, it's an absolute specimen. I mean, he can't move his arms, because he was, did about 500 push-ups, as you can tell, before he had to take his shirt off. Um... But he, look, he looks great. And I like the fact he's a nerd and he builds PCs. And the fact that he actually loves being Geralt of Rivia from, and he's in The Witcher. Because he loves The Witcher. He loves he loves PC games. Um, so he's an actual cool nerd. Um, and I think he's a hunk, right? But then Zack Snyder does a Superman film with him. And it's just so fucking dark. Like he kills someone at the end. He kills Michael Shannon, who's like General Zod at the end. Spoiler. Um, like Superman doesn't kill people. You know, he has this massive amount of destruction. It's just so fucking bleak. There's even a bit in the film 
that's meant to be a joke where someone kind of like in a bar, he's like not Superman yet. He's walking around as Clark Kent. People don't know what he's capable of. Someone starts a fight with him in a bar, you know. He takes it on the nose, you know, doesn't kind of flinch, but he leaves. And then he ends up, um, like, impaling this guy's truck. This guy's a trucker who starts on him. He ends up impaling it into a tree. But, like, you see it, and it's just, there's, n- there's no beat for it being a joke. You just see the truck impaled on the tree, and it's like, oh, and then that happened. So he said that, and then he impaled the truck, and then that happened. There's no beat for being like, how did this guy's truck end up in a fucking tree? Right, look, um, I'm going to reveal uh, something happened there. This is me. I still Tony. Hi, how you doing? But hours later, uh, no longer in my fucking car again, and no longer doing the uh, the old gorilla podcasting. <laughs> you got to show your teeth when you do an ape impression. So I'm no longer that. What happened? I don't know. Something happened, right? Either my battery went, but I find that very suspicious because my, my laptop battery was on 20%. Um, or, which I think is most likely, one of ye is a, a time-traveling psychic who was listening to that and was like, is he still fucking shiting on <laughs> the filmography of Zack Snyder? N- namely, just the, the, his, his participation in the DCU, Dublin City University, right? So, look, I, I'm going to either way take the sign, right? I, you were listening to that. You're like, I need to, for the sake of this listener base, shut this man down, right? <laughs> and he's like, I'm shutting your ass down. But I also know some of you is probably a handful of you want to hear me just finish the point I was going to make, and it's so not important, but it's all, you know, all we have is the media we're looking forward to. Honestly, all we have is the media we're looking forward to. So this, let me just finish this point, right? So Zack Snyder makes a bleak film in Superman. Superman is a big blue boy scout. Superman is very exciting. He's very bright, you know? He is the, you know, he he, he is hope, you know? He is a fucking um, shepherd fairy painting of hope you know he is that's what superman is and yet this is really bleak he's a murderer in it then it's batman versus superman how did it get any darker he found a way right in a shit film not a very good batman versus superman dawn of justice this is meant to introduce ben affleck played batman if you remember you might remember sad fleck there was the meme of batman of him just staring down at the ground being like almost like i can't believe this is my life and apparently he started playing Batman because he wanted to write and star and direct a Batman movie, which is not going to happen anymore. He's, he's out. He's out of that. Um, and so they make this film. It's awful. It's dark. It's bleak. It totally it sets up a load of weird things that don't pay off. There's weird dream sequences in it. It's very ambitious, but, but very dumb. And the story is very dumb. It basically Lex Luthor pits Batman and Superman together. And it's Lex Luthor played by Jesse Eisenberg who basically is just doing his best Joker impression to be Lex Luthor. Everyone just wants to be Joker, right? I get it. You know, the fucking, just just the chaos that is a Joker. And some people do it well, and every, most people don't do it very well, right? Um, best Jokers, I mean, obviously, I don't know, you know, I'm not gonna, just not Jared Leto. Even though I have, no, to be fair, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Anyway, let me just, anyway. So, he does Batman versus Superman. No one likes it, right? And let me tell you, can I just tell you one detail I really hate about I'm so sorry if you're not into this at all. One detail I hate about this, because this is meant to introduce the, the Justice League, right? Wonder Woman shows up. Wonder Woman's a great film. Wonder Woman, the actual, the Patty Jenkins film, great. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 984. Apparently it's not very good. But Wonder Woman's amazing. It's like, oh my God, DC movies can actually be good. So you're like, Superman was okay, you know, and then Wonder Woman, oh, that's good. Batman versus Superman. Wonder Woman's in it. Maybe this could actually be good. Actually, no. Wonder Woman comes after that. Wonder Woman's a prequel to Batman versus Superman. Anyway, I think so. Yeah, don't fact check me. But it also introduces the Justice League. 
but in a really ham-fisted, dumb way. Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck, who actually I think is the fourth best Batman, if I had to be, if I was ranking them. Um, who probably go Christian Bale first, and for some reason I don't. I was thinking about this. I reluctantly say he's the best Batman because I do not really feel like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, as incredible as they are, probably the greatest um, superhero trilogy of all time. It's not a Batman film. It's how can we work this out to, to without fully committing to this being a Batman film? And I like it. It's a great interpretation. I these are fairy tale characters, and the directors. These are auteurs in telling that fairy tale, and it's totally up to them. Tim Burton does it one way, you know, um, and, and, and Christopher Nolan does it another way, and Zack Snyder does it another way. And they're all within the visual storytelling language of, of, of that director, you know. Um, like, watching Batman, I rewatched Batman, I did a review on the Patreon. Like, there are characters that literally have, like, like wine-colored fucking paint under around their eyes. They look like, illustri- like Tim Burton college illustrations like it's insane but he fully committed it like they look washed out you know like some silent movie um but anyway what and but anyway reluctantly i would have to say christian bale is number one because again i don't think look you can make them you shoot them in chicago they look cool you can put them in imax you can ground them in as much reality as you want you can come up for whatever reason why the you know the the head has to move in the bat suit and all that that's good you know but it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't. Feel, you would never read that in a graphic novel and be like, "Wow, this is Batman." You know, it doesn't feel like he has a constant kind of internal monologue of, you know, I don't know. There's something off with it. But he still, I still think he's the best one. Then I would have to say Michael Keaton. Then I would have to say Adam West. But if we're just doing movies, ah, yeah, the Batman, Adam, yeah, 1960s Batman, Adam West. Then Ben Affleck. Then. Then maybe Val Kilmer. I think George Clooney's the worst Batman. I think he's a fucking. I think he's just stiff. He just stands there. He doesn't know. He doesn't change. He just. He doesn't. He doesn't. He literally doesn't change his face in the entire movie. And Val Kilmer doesn't either. Anyway, look. So Ben Affleck, the fourth best Batman, is in this film, and he and Wonder Woman are looking up the Joker, Lex Luthor's um, computer. And Lex Luthor's been keeping tabs on all of the other superheroes on Earth, right? Um, he's been basically trying to find... And it's very convenient for Batman and Wonder Woman who are contemplating the idea of putting a superhero team together to, to stumble across this. But it's on Lex Luthor's computer. And there's a load of little files, right, or folders for each person. And in each folder, there is footage of them being kind of caught, CCTV footage, which is insane. There's CCTV footage of the exact moment that cyborg is being made on on like with his on the slab like fucking Frankenstein. There's CCTV footage of the Flash, like stealing or shoplifting and stuff like that. And he slows it down. You can kind of see. But there's also CCTV footage underwater. A fucking Aquaman just swimming by, just spotted underwater. They say we know more about the fucking planets than we do about our own sea. And there comes Aquaman. Hey, doing? And a fucking unreal looking though. He's unreal. He's a specimen of a man. Um. But what annoys me about it is, that's very convenient, but on each of the folders of Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, is there anyone else? If there is, good. I'm glad I fucking forgot it, right? Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg is their logo on each of the folders. He's but a folder, and he would have had to go, you know what I mean? Like a folder's a folder, do you know what I mean? You know you can probably go into it, oh, customize, oh, add a picture, so he would have to go in there. I want to add a picture of a logo, and I thought this might be a nice logo for them. It's like st- it's, t- it's too cute. 
it's too cute for someone to come up with that. And it doesn't make any sense. I know whatever superhero film, fucking Aquaman is a fucking Atlantean. This is not supposed to make sense. Um, but that annoyed me. Anyway, that film is awful. And then they're like, whatever, just fucking do Justice League. We're already this far into it. At some stage, Ben Affleck is going to redo. He's going to do The Batman, which is going to be his Batman movie. We're going to have them all together. We're not going to do it in the kind of MCU way where you kind of see them all kind of separate and then put them together. We're going to have them together and let them go off. And the main thing, because the Justice League films are not going to be great. The Justice League films are not going to be great. You can't have Superman having backup. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. You can't have Batman. You do, he works better as a loner in the media, at least. Even though I do prefer, actually, and I do prefer him in the comics when he works alone. I don't really like Robin. I don't really like Nightwing. You know, I don't mind him. You know, I like Batgirl. But I'd much rather read the comics where it's kind of him operating and kind of in his own mind and kind of having, you know, these kind of monologues to, to himself. So it's they'll do the Justice League, and then everyone will go off the, the, their separate ways. So Zack Snyder makes this flick, right? And it is as bleak, and it is as depressing, and it looks like garbage, but it's his garbage, right? And unfortunately, he was said he was more or less finished the film, but they, the Warner Brothers, I think, say there was about 60% of the film done. Um, at this stage, his daughter, uh, unfortunately, committed suicide. Committed suicide. And he... he obviously distraught. His wife is also the producer of this film. They work exclusively together on, on all of his films. So they're like, I can't fucking, how do you expect? So naturally, he's he removes himself from the film. And what they do is they bring in a replacement director and they bring in Joss Whedon. And that should be, for people who have been watching this, who have preferred the MCU, that should be like, oh, well, Joss Whedon is competent. He's directed both Avengers films. He's He's funny. He's written a lot of films. You know, he's quippy. You know, um, this should mean that this film. So, but it was tactical, right? And apparently, there wasn't much left to be done. And Joss Whedon does a shitload of reshoots. And when you see it, maybe it does actually make the film better. Maybe it actually does. The jokes don't land. None of the jokes land because it just doesn't make sense. You've had three films of literal of, of of nothing like that, of the tone just being bleak, and then it's like the Flash, Ezra Miller just cracking wise to everyone, you know, or um. Or Aquaman just being a fucking bro out of nowhere, a hard drinking, which I like. Of course, Jason Momoa can do whatever he wants, um, but um, it doesn't gel with the overall film. And the fanboys, fair fucks to them, they actually wanted the Snyder Cut. They wanted that film. They liked those last two films. They want to see the third one exclusively done by Zack Snyder. And they're like, this is not what you promised us. If you look at the footage on Comic-Con, it's a lot darker. Why did they reshoot it as well? They had to reshoot Henry Cavill's stuff because he had grown a mustache to do Mission Impossible. don't know if you saw this. This was memed out the wazoo back in 2017. Um, so they basically bring Henry, Henry Cavill back. Uh, Paramount, I think, who do Mission Impossible, Say right, he can you know leave the the set, but unfortunately, you know he has to keep his mustache in case we have to in case we have to do reshoots or something like that. In case he, we we we're not sure if he does, but in case we do, he was still under contract. And they're like, look, please, you know, can you just come back with a fucking fake mustache? And they were like, under no way is he to fucking shave that mustache. So Henry Cavill comes back as Superman with a fucking tash, super fucking Tom Selleck, right? And they have to they have to CGI it out. And the way they CGI it out, they must have just hit some button that says replace mustache with teeth because it just looks like he's got a fucking row of teeth exactly where his mustache should be. The top lip is just gone. It's just disappeared. 
But also, part of the reason I bring this up is because of the news about Joss Whedon in the last few weeks. Uh, the, reason, the, um, the news that Joss Whedon, a uh, nice guy in the industry, kind of quote-unquote ally, man who kind of positions himself as a kind of feminist who writes female characters very well, turns out he's a fucking bully. Turns out he's actually trying to even get some of the members of his, of his, of his cast to have fucking forced abortions. In the case of Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia on Buffy, who was fired from Angel, they w- she went off to star an Angel after that, was fired because she wouldn't essentially uh, abort her baby, and they had to write in the fact that she was having a baby. And then they, she, he wrote her out of the film because they clashed about it. And Ray Fisher, who was cyborg in Justice League, said Joss Whedon on set was a fucking bully. And considering the fact he only reshot 30% of the film, he must have made a serious impact to come in after another director's on bereavement leave to then come in and be an asshole for only 30% of the time. He must have made a big impact. And even Sarah Michelle Gellar said, look, I'm happy to be known as Buffy Summers. I'm happy to be have my name linked with that show, but I no longer want my name associated with Joss Whedon whatsoever. James um, Masters, Masters played Spike. Also said he had massive scraps with him. Uh, Joss Whedon's ex-wife said actually a few years ago that he was he was a fucking dick. He was a dick and a bully, and and a bit of a chauvinist, a bit of a misogynist. Would kind of gang up and collectively kind of you know insult certain members of the cast. Um, you know now you know verbal verbal abuser, and I'm not saying that's something that you fucking go to prison about. But I mean it's definitely something that when you position yourself in some way. So the reason I bring this up is because I was looking forward to the Snyder Cut just so I could fucking shit on it even more. Just so I could hate again. Just so I can hate. Just This is just part of what I... But it's part of the enjoyment of it all. Looking forward to an extra hour of a film I hated back in 2017. Just because, again, as I said, I do not even know what my relationship with media is anymore. But now it's a different story. Now it's... Did the bully Joss Whedon come in and actually completely disrupt what was going to be the kind of the capstone is that a word of this of this of this dc trilogy was this just and of course it's not of course it's going to not be a very good film even looking at the villain fucking steppenwolf you know he's a ma- he's the villain no one's ever heard of who's the ultimate villain of all of the dcu um heroes and now his his outfit previously was he had this kind of viking kind of helmet and he had like his 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 armor was like forty fucking spikes sticking out. Now it's six million spikes, literally, just like spikes on spikes, um, you know. And the trailer as well has Leonard Cohen's "Alleluia," you know, that thing that movie trailers do, where they slow down to complete slow motion and play a slower version of a song that you know. So look, what's what's going on in your life? This is what's going on in my life. That's what I'm looking forward to, you know. But you know what? As well, I think. I'm off the topic, right? I'm done, right? I'm done. Right, off the topic of Zack Snyder, if you can believe it, we are finally there. Um, I don't care about your fucking psychic powers. You're not going to stop me talking about Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut of the Justice League, a film that came out five years ago. Um, I'm excited. I tell you, I, I, I didn't have much, you know, obviously I have my own things at home to look forward to, but of course, community and everything. I haven't seen my friends and I haven't been out drinking. I haven't been on the pints. And I was excited to hear that they're going to extend drinking hours. You know, to kind of boost hospitality when this is open again. And let me tell you this: I am committed <laughs> to boosting hospitality. I am so committed. I'm just, I'm there. For, I'll be there at four o'clock in the morning when they're still serving. 
getting calls from people like, where are you? I mean, I'm doing me bit for the fucking country. Where are you? Picking your fucking hole home. I'm here doing my bit. Crying. Crying. <laughs> crying to people. I'm doing my bit for this country. And I think that's what they need to do. I think they need to drop bits of information like that. We're going to fucking extend the, we're extend the drinking hours. We're going to entertain the idea of legalizing marijuana. We're going to do... Remember that day that all the yips were legal? We're going to do that annually. We're going to do that. We're going to get puppies for everyone. Norma Foley uh, actually promised... Uh, no, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, Minister Stephen Donnelly. It was actually Norma Foley said she was getting little Bichon Freeze for everyone uh, <laughs> as well. So you want to get on to her about that. Um, and look, I'm excited about it. Well, listen... This has been a bit of a rambly one, and I hope you appreciate it, that this was just as much... Look, hey, I'm reading a lot of memes at the moment on Instagram about how... Um, not memes, but, you know, motivational things of... And even Blind Boy was kind of saying that he has one goal for the day, and his, go- and his goal is coping. His goal is just fucking coping, that this is the situation for however we're in, however long we're in it for, and that's just the main goal. I'm seeing memes on Instagram saying, look, just uh, all those expecta- expectations. I said it to me fucking self. All those expectations you have on yourself, here, here's the bin. Give them to Jesus in the bin, right? All those expectations, just park them for a second. And to be honest, I couldn't I couldn't do any research today. I would even entertain the idea of researching all of the serial mascots and go through who the most fuckable ones are. It's going to be Rick, Captain Rick from the Ricicles box, but we'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, I was gonna do it on my top five favorite cryptids, and that is definitely an episode that's coming up. But I, I'm honest, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be fucked <laughs> to do that. So this is the podcast that you got. But look, on Friday, what's coming up is it's the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are my favorite awards. I firmly believe there needs to be a comedy award in the Oscars, but there isn't the Golden Globes. That's why that is still my pick. Whoever wins the Golden Globes is who I think wins Hollywood for TV and film. So I'm going to go through some of the categories and I'm going to give you my Golden Globe picks. At least the things I've seen because I've seen, here's a chicken to tell you what I've seen this year. Fuck all. So the things that I haven't seen, I'm going to see if I can come up with the synopsis for what this show or TV, uh, what this show or movie is about and then I'm going to see how close that relates to IMDb. It's going to be fun. I'm going to give myself a score. Um, so that's coming up uh, on Friday's Patreon as well. Shocked in the Gale again next week. So I've got some interesting Irish words, and I'm going to be somewhat of a gale-gore myself and try to earn my fine arrogate uh, next week on Tuesday's show on Shocked in the Gale. So that's coming up. And if you, as I said, like this and you want to hear the Gold Glow Pod and all of the unlocked episodes of the Bonus Campbell Shit Show, you can do so over on the Patreon. And especially now, you can get in on the Discord where I'm getting some fantastic suggestions uh, for podcast episodes. They're coming in hard and fast, and I'm putting them in. They're filling up in the calendar. And again, I want to thank the associate producer of this pod, Ben Clifford. And you can check out his podcast, Homebrew Quest, which is a D&D podcast. Um, it was previously on Twitch. is now migrated over um, to YouTube. Um, and... Um, He's a great guy, and thank you very much. Do appreciate it, Ben. Um, and thank you very much, everyone who has submitted suggestions over on the Discord. If you want to become a member of the Discord, you can do so over on the Patreon. It's one thing, one one hand strokes the other, as it were. Um, but look, that's enough plugging from me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll see you next Tuesday for Shocking the Gale, or I'll see you this Friday on the Patreon for the Golden Globes. All the best. Just on the Gale, we'll shit show.